You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. Listen, I cannot even begin to describe how irritated I am right now. I already was fired up before recording this because something happened in the past 15 hours. It just, oh my God, has me feeling like an idiot. Okay, so I go to record the podcast this morning just and I'm 15 minutes probably into this story. Well, not 15 minutes because it's not that long. I'm a good seven minutes into the story and downstairs I hear the door opening and shutting, opening and shutting and I'm irritated. I'm like, I'm, I'm irritated. I'm close to the edge, you know. And so I stop the recording and I go downstairs and I'm like, what's happening? And Brett's already gone. He's going to the gym, but he was coming in and out and that picks up on the audio. So he was slamming doors. So I was fired up, you know. So that made me stop the recording and then I had to rewind it a little bit to figure out where I left off. And before I start this podcast, every time I always do a little clip, a little clip that goes testing, testing, just to make sure the audio sounds right. And it does every single time. So this morning, guess what? Didn't do that. Guess what? The factory settings went back to normal. So my mic wasn't recording and it was recording through the computer like I was the first 10 episodes of this podcast. So it sounded super tinny and bad. So I had to delete everything that I had just recorded because I didn't bother to do my normal testing. And then I start recording again and my volume's on. So all these text messages from a group chat start coming through and I literally want to pull my hair out. Now I have to start the story over. And it was going so well, all because I didn't check the settings. And now I'm I'm like, wait, how did they get messed up in the first place? I didn't change anything and I didn't set this up. Oh, my. I don't I can't. None of that probably makes sense to you. I don't even know why I said that. Jason, the old engineer from the radio station I used to work with, he came and set everything up for me, set the computer settings up so that the microphone was feeding to the soundboard that I have that's feeding to the computer. And I should have taken notes, but I didn't. I just let him do his thing because I figured once it's set up, I'll never have to mess with it again. And surprise, I'm going to have to mess with it today. And I don't have time today. I'm on a time constraint because I have a tattoo appointment at noon, which means I have to leave here at 1130. I still have to blow dry my hair after I do this. So I only have 56 minutes to record this podcast. Okay. Okay. Is everyone with me? Well, buckle up because it's going to be a quick one. Not a quick one. It's probably going to be a long one, but I'm probably going to be talking really fast. So make sure your setting isn't on double speed because your girl's already fired up. So yesterday, we already knew Brett was going to have a super long work day. We planned out ahead. When he gets home, we're going to eat some pork chops. We're going to do some mashed potatoes and some kale. We bought pork chops last week from Costco. We've been on a pork chop kit. Kick. There is a, we have the Delish book and there is a recipe in there for these like mango salsa pork chops. So that's what we were going to make. We had a planned out, thawed the pork chops, went about my day, did my Peloton, did some laundry, made the bed, went to the post office, did my show prep, did my show, watched American Idol, which by the way, I've always watched it like record it on my DVR and then watch it and then fast forward through the commercials. Well, my friend let me sign into her Hulu to watch Love Island. And so American Idol is also on there. It goes from two hours to an hour and 13 minutes on Hulu with no ads. It's like the most amazing thing ever. So I watched that. I watched the new episode of Law and Order SVU, which is amazing, by the way. And Brett was kind of checking in with me. He's like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. But Brett is super dramatic. So I was just like, whatever, Brett, he'll be home by dinner. He's so dramatic. So I was just like, I'm not we're not really paying him any attention. I'm like, he's going to be home by dinner. Well, at one point he calls me in the afternoon and he's like, hey, definitely not going to be home till like 11 o'clock tonight. He's like, why don't you why don't we just figure out what we're going to do for dinner? And I was like, "Okay, let's just pick up a take and bake. Brett and I have been very into Papa Murphy's lately. I'm so irritated because I told the story really well before I had to delete it. And now I feel like I'm rushing because I'm I am rushing. Well, I'm uh, uh. we've been on a Papa Murphy's kick lately. It's just really convenient. It tastes really good. We've learned how to do it. Leave it on the counter an hour before we're going to bake it. And the crust really rises. I customize my half with pineapple because I am that bitch. And it's just wonderful. This is not an ad, by the way, but we just love Papa Murphy. So I was like, I'll pick up a take and bake. That way, when you're getting ready to come home, I can just pop it in and it'll be ready for you when you get here. So a little while goes by. I don't hear anything from him. I come upstairs to do my radio show and then he calls me and he's like, it is going to be super late. So why don't you just heat the pizza up and eat, you know, eat pizza and then I'll reheat it up when I get home. And I was like, sounds great because at this point I was starving. I really hadn't eaten anything all day because I was waiting to hear from Brett. So at this point, I take it out of the fridge and I know I have to wait an hour to let it rise and then it's going to take like 20 minutes to cook. So I'm super antsy. I I let it rise for like maybe 45 minutes and then I pop it in the oven and I go back and forth between the kitchen and the living room to check on it because I'm just I want to I want to 
pop that bad boy right out when it's ready because I know I'm also going to have to wait five minutes for it to cool. We recently realized that our oven is a convection. Brett's always said our oven is so shit. And recently we realized there was a convection setting. So I had it on convection. And normally I'm not the person getting things in and out of the oven. Brett has a high um, heat threshold, I guess. Like he can touch something barehanded that I can't even touch with oven gloves on. So I really don't ever get anything out of the oven. I normally will put it in, but I never I never take it out. I also never cut the pizza because I'm so bad at things like that. I'm just not, you know, you know, my you know what's in my wheelhouse and neither of those things are in my wheelhouse taking things out of the oven cutting pizza I know those sound like the most basic things ever but there's we all can do we all can't do things that might seem basic to someone else okay don't don't come at me I'm going back and forth between the oven and every time I open the oven I'm like gasping it's like taking my breath away I'm like Jesus Christ this oven gets so hot Finally, I feel like it looks done enough. I take it out. I let it cool. I cut into it. I sit down. I watch The Bachelor and I enjoy the most delicious pizza ever. And Brett finally gets home at like, I don't know. I don't know what time it was. It was late. It was like 1130 maybe, maybe a little bit after that. So he heats up some pizza. We sit on the couch while he eats it. And then we go upstairs and get ready for bed. Brett takes a shower. I wash my face. And I realize when I'm washing my face that my eyelashes look a little funny. And I'm like, hmm. That's weird. Might need to brush them out. So I go brush them out and they feel stiff, like 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 straw almost. You know, I get eyelash extensions. That's what I'm talking about. Not my real eyelashes, by the way. Although now I'm kind of worried that my okay. let me just get to the story. So I'm brushing them out. They feel super weird. They're like staying wherever I move them. They're like very stiff. So I go to bed and I'm like, Chuck's meowing now. It's a, it's a madhouse. Chuck's meowing at the door. Our pet's heads are falling off. So I go to bed and I'm racking my brain. I'm like, what could have caused this? Did I put like any new face cream? Did I spray anything on my face that could have made him like this? And I just can't figure it out. So this morning I wake up and they're all, they look so weird. Like, let me let Chuck in. Hold on. Come on. You're interrupting the show that's named after you. Hello. Where are you? Oh, great. You let, I let you in. You don't even come in? Perfect. That's just the chair squeaking, by the way. Not my butt. I, you know, they look super weird this morning and I'm like, okay, I just need to, my, my plan was this morning before my tattoo appointment, I was going to do a Peloton since I'm not going to be able to work out for the rest of the week because I have the tattoo and then I have a lash appointment. So that's back to back, not working out. So I was like, I'm going to wake up this morning, do a Peloton, get in the shower, do my podcast while my hair dries, blow dry my hair, go to my appointment. That was my plan. Then come home from my appointment while Brett goes to his appointment, edit my podcast, do my radio show, eat dinner, go to bed. Like my day jam fucking packed today, if you can't tell. I wake up and I see that my eyelashes are still all weird and I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to risk it and work out and get them all sweaty. I'm just going to take a shower because obviously they need to be washed and I only wash them when I'm in the shower and I just wash them with baby shampoo. I'm very adamant and very religious about washing them when I'm in the shower with the baby shampoo. So I get in the shower, wash my hair, wash my lashes, get out of the shower and go to brush them out and they feel tangled like brittle. I can't you guys I can't explain it. And I'm like, what the fuck could this be from? Like, this has never happened. I take such good care of my lashes and I've just been getting them for so long that it's just second nature, you know? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what What could it be? So I'm re-walk, reliving my day yesterday, like going through every step. And I realize a light bulb goes off in my head. The fucking oven, you guys. I kept checking on the pizza and every time I would open the oven, all this steam and heat would be like blowing at my face and I would be like, <coughs> and my eyelashes got burned. Legit. They are burnt to a crisp. And I realize it. And I'm like, you know, like so pissed off, like what a fucking idiot. How dumb can I be? So I'm just like brushing through them, knowing like, great, I'm going to have to text my lash girl and warn her because like, you know, she probably has appointments before me and after me and I can't just like show up without any warning and be fried. So I text her and I tell her and she's like, send me a picture. And she's like, "Okay, well, we might have to take them off. And I'm like, no, because taking them off means putting a whole new set on, which is not only time consuming, but also pricey, which is why I just get fills instead of anyways. So I don't ever take breaks from them because getting them off 
is a pain and then it's getting them back on is a pain and then it's obviously way more expensive. So she's like, I can take a look during your last appointment on Thursday, but we might have to take them off or I can see if some of them aren't burned and we can build around them. And now I'm like, are my real lashes burned too? I have no idea. And so I'm like, okay, I feel like I feel so stupid. And she's like, things happen. It's fine. Like I thought she was going to be mad at me because it's obviously so much work for her to like fix me. I feel so bad. I feel really guilty that she has to fix me. And I'm pissed because... I really have no business getting my lashes done right now anyways. I mean, I do bring in money a month. It's not as much as Brett. I do bring in some and it supplements, you know, what we pay. Like we basically just use my money for like bills in the middle of the month. But I really shouldn't be getting. That's why I don't get my nails done anymore. You know, I get a wax, but I wouldn't. Brett is the one that wants me to get a wax. And that's another thing. I got in the shower today and I recently got a wax and I stopped using um, a regular loofah after I saw this TikTok <laughs> that said that you should get a silicone loofah because the regular loofahs have like all this bacteria in them. It like, builds up and they're really not sanitary. So I got this um, silicone like pink loofah. It just has bristles on it and it's it's great. I've been loving it, but I haven't gotten a bikini wax since I got it. And today I got in the shower and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I have so many ingrown hairs and I guess it doesn't exfoliate as much as a regular loofah. So not only are my eyelashes burned off, but I got all these ingrown hairs on my bikini line. Anyways, my point is I do get a wax as well, but Brett's the one that wants me to get the wax. I like getting my lashes done, but I'm going to feel guilty if I have to get a whole new set because that's just not what I should be spending my money on right now. But I also don't ever get ready. And so the lashes are the only thing that keep me looking semi-decent, you know? If I don't get the lashes, then I'm just going to look like a gremlin walking around this house. And does Brett really want that? I don't think so. So I'm all stressed out. I look ridiculous. They look so weird. Like, it's visible that something's wrong. I either, either something's wrong or I went to a really bad, you know what I mean? Like, it looks like I got a, batched, a botched lash job, but it's really, I stuck my head too far in the oven too many times and they got burned. And so... This morning when I realized that that's what happened, I, in my psycho mind, this is all Brett's fault. <laughs> if Brett wouldn't have been at work making us money so that we could put a roof over our head, I wouldn't have had to order this pizza and I wouldn't have had to make it if he was home. And so I was like, I was, I was irritated and it, you know, he's the only one in my direct line of sight. So I go downstairs to make a coffee before this podcast and the water filter for the coffee isn't, is empty. And it's been empty. Every time I go to make a coffee, Brett drinks a million coffees a day. I drink one and it, the water thing's always empty. So I come upstairs and I'm like, I need to get in the office. And he's like, okay, well, let me do my work first. And, and then I'll move for you. And basically he flips to a different room when I need to come up here and do the podcast. And I'm like, and by the way, start filling the water filter up. He's like, what did I do? And in my head, I'm like, you made me make the pizza so my eyelashes burned off. But really, I was like, you didn't do anything. I'm just in a bad mood. I'm just fired up. It's just so frustrating. And now I was really looking forward to today to get my tattoo finished. And now I'm just like, great, I'm gonna have to lay face down on this chair. And when I stand up, my eyelashes are legit gonna be stuck to my forehead, probably. And Taylor's gonna be like, what is wrong with you? You look like a freaking stripper that gets her lashes done next to the Dollar Tree. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with strippers or the Dollar Tree. <laughs> so that's where my life's at this morning. I swear to God, if that didn't record. No, I tested it this time. I So I didn't get to do a Peloton, which means I'm not going to work out this week. And I'm feeling who I'm feeling it because we uh, this weekend, my stepmom made enchiladas. We had that pizza last night. And normally I just feel I don't know. You guys just can't. I can't. I can't. Okay, let's just let's move it on. I have a couple Peloton statuses to read to you. I've been saving them. I made like a whole folder on my Facebook. And some of them I should just start taking screenshots, though, because some of them have been removed. And I'm so pissed because the two that were removed were really good. And now I can't. People probably know that they're stupid. So first of all, my life goal is to meet Cody Rigsby or to like, is he on Cameo? I need to. I need him in my life. He's so funny. He brings me, I've talked about Alex Toussaint before. I do love him, but I love them both very differently. Cody brings me so much joy. Alex is very motivational for me on the Peloton. Cody makes me feel alive. <laughs> he makes me feel so young. He just makes me feel happy. 
Like he brings me so much joy. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I just look at his his Instagram story is so fucking funny. My goal in life is to get a shout out from him or to get a cameo from him or just to get something from him because I'm literally obsessed with him. So anyways, this is a, a status on the official Peloton member page. It says, I've had my bike for almost two weeks and I haven't complained about it once. I thought I would have earned an achievement for this or at least gotten a high five, but I haven't. Do I need to take live classes for this achievement to be recognized? And people are like, girl, delete this post before you get roasted. Like, what are you talking about? You've done how many classes have you done in two two weeks and you think you deserve an award? I've almost done 100 rides. When you do 100 rides on Peloton, they send you a free shirt and you're a part of the Century Club. I plan on doing a live class for my 100th rise because, ride because maybe I'll, do, I'll get a shout out. I'm going to save it for a Cody class. Maybe, fingers crossed. I doubt it though because Peloton has so many members now and there's so many people that have birthdays or milestone rides during every class that it's like, impossible for them to recognize everyone but maybe I'll freaking get lucky but girl you ain't getting no recognition for being on for two weeks and not complaining like where do, where does this award come from the Peloton Facebook group and pretty sure you just complained about not getting recognized for not complaining okay here's another one Okay, I get it. If the instructors did everything they told us to, they'd be out of breath and couldn't talk us through the class. Question for the group. What little tricks have you noticed the instructors use to lessen their effort? I'll start. Dennis reaches down while twisting his hand repeatedly and tells us to increase resistance. However, the knob doesn't move. We can see in the mirror. What have you noticed? Kudos to Hannah Frankenstein for walking the talk and getting as sweaty as the rest of us. Like, what the fuck? The instructors have to teach the class. So yeah, sometimes they take breaks and sometimes they're faking us out because they don't want to just make it look like they're sitting there doing nothing. They want to make it look believable and all of them get like, (laughs) I hate it there. I hate the official Peloton membership page, but I stay because it's so goddamn entertaining. I wish those other posts wouldn't have gotten deleted. I need to start taking screenshots. I almost did. I was like, fuck, this is too good. They're definitely going to take this down. I should take a screenshot. And maybe I even did. But, you know, I can't even find pictures that I took last week on my phone because they are buried. It is ridiculous how many screenshots I have. Because first of all, I have it so that when I post something on my story, it saves to my camera roll. The reason that I do did that is because I used to post all these cute pictures and videos of Chuck and then I would put a caption on them I, I don't, and then they would delete. I would, I would forget to save them or whatever. And now whenever I post anything, it just saves. And so I have all these Instagram stories saved and then I take screenshots to post on the K-Duck Instagram page, the radio station. And then I take screenshots to post on my What the Chuck and then I just take all these pictures of Chuck and it's just ridiculous. So within a week, I probably have like 2,000 new pictures on my phone. It is out of control. So I might have taken a screenshot of said deleted posts, but I mean, Lord help us because God knows where they are. Chuck has a goopy eye. Of course, trust this to happen right before we get the dog. He, it happens once a year. He just gets like a little cloudy in his eye. And normally I have these drops that the vet gave me years ago. And I just drop a couple of those bad boys in during the week. And then it's all cleared up. Well, I went to go put some drops in on Sunday and it's the bottom of the barrel. There's nothing there. So I called the vet just to think like just to say, hey, I was just there a couple weeks ago. You guys prescribed me these shots or these drops back in 2015. Would it be possible to get them filled? This is normal for him. Like he doesn't you know, he's not nothing's going on with him. He's still eating. He's running. He's playing. Everything's normal. He just gets a little bit of a goopy eye once a year and he has allergies and stuff and the weather is somewhat changing and we have been having the windows open more than normal and they're like, no, you'd have to bring him back in and it's not not that I am cheap when it comes to Chuck. Like I would do anything for him, you know? It's just that I know my cat and I know that there's nothing big or wrong. So I don't need to come back in and put him through the stress of getting him in the car, taking them taking him away from me because it's curbside for you to tell me that he needs the drops that clear his eye up every single year. It's so frustrating. My dad has some drops that the vet prescribed his cats a couple years ago. So he or like it's more of an ointment. So he let me take that home, but Chuck obviously hates it and I have to hunt him and hold him down just to get it on him. But of course this is happening, you know, what's the day today? Tuesday, we get the dog on Saturday right before we get the dog. I can't handle it. 
I can't handle it. I'm like, what else could be causing it? I did get some goop out of his eye first thing in the morning the other day. And I'm like, oh, I should have washed my hands first. It was right when I woke up. Crazy essential oils in our bed or there was last week. We wash our sheets religiously every Sunday. Right when I wake, Brett always wakes up before me. When I get up, I put the first load in and then that's just our routine on Sundays. We wash the bed. So since then, the, the sheets have been washed. But last week, I did something real bad. So we get um, drift air fresheners in our car. I've talked about them before. Um, the first time that you order, you get, this is also not an ad, you get like a little magnetic strip that goes on your visor. And then every month they send you a piece of wood that's been soaked in essential oil and it, it has a magnet and it attaches to that clip. So we are on the monthly scent group. It's $8 a month and every month they send you a new scent and then you get rid of the old scent and clip the new one on and it smells freaking amazing. Some scents last longer than others. Like the first time we got it, it smelled really strong and then the next couple two weren't as strong but then this one we got this month was so strong and it's blasted like it's really lasted and the scent is amber this month and I never realized how much I love that scent I don't really know what my I don't really know what my scent profile is so I was like holy shit I love this so I went on their website to see if I could order more things with this scent like if they had a room spray they don't right now it's just strictly car fresheners so I got onto Amazon and I just ordered some amber essential oils I got it and it didn't smell exactly like the car scent. It smelled a little bit sweeter and the car scent is a little is like amber with but muskier. But it still smelled good, the essential oil. So I put tons of drops in our diffuser. I started putting all these drops on my body. I was blotting it at night before bed on our sheets, like on our pillows everywhere. And it smelled so good in the car. Brett was loving it too. So I just thought, you know, let's let's go wild. So we get into, bre- into bed on last Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever night I did this. And Brett's like, what the fuck? He's like, why does it smell so strong in here? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I immediately realized what I had done. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, it smells, it's way too much. And I'm like, well, I did put a lot of drops in the diffuser. Maybe we should just dump the diffuser. So we do that. And then he gets back in bed. And I know full well that's not going to solve the issue because I've put it literally everywhere in the bed. Brett is so behind on this podcast. God knows when he's going to catch up. So he'll be so over this by the time he listens to it. It won't even be a thing. I mean, it wouldn't be a thing anyways. But he gets back in bed and he's like, no, it's so strong. This is giving me a headache. Oh, my God. It's hurting them. Like, so dramatic. Oh, it's hurting the back of my throat. And I'm like, "Mm, Brett, it's not that bad. And it really wasn't. It was strong, but it's not hurting them. It's not. He's not. He said he was choking on it. I'm like, okay, dear, go to bed. So I go into the bathroom and I like wash my arms because it's all over my arms. I wash, I rinse off my chest because it's on my chest too. And that really doesn't solve anything. And then I have all this lotion by my bed. So I'm like, should I put some of this lotion on or is that just going to be two scents in the room that are too strong? So we make it through that night, go to bed. The next day I'm like, hopefully the scent has worn off because most essential oils like, you know, they, they don't last that long. I mean, they're not that, that potent. We get in bed the next night and Brett's like, oh my God, it's still so strong. Are you putting it on your body? And he's like, have you put it in the bed? And I was like, no, it still just must be lingering from the diffuser. You know, I don't know. I did put like a drop on my wrist today, but, and he's like, it's so bad. So he gets up to go to the bathroom and he has like not a full blown bloody nose, but like when he blew his nose, there was blood. And so he's like, look at what it's doing to my nose. He's like, I knew that I was swallowing it and that it was like making me choke. He's like, now I have a bloody nose because of it. I'm like, oh dear Lord, please help us. Please bless this house because this is special. I'm like, Brett, the ascent, the smell of the essential oils is not giving you a fucking bloody nose. Like, give me a break. Get back in bed. So this lasts all week. Every night we get into bed and I know within five minutes, Brett's going to complain about the smell and then I'm going to tell him to shut up and then we just go to bed. So finally on Sunday, I was so happy to put all the, all the bed sheets in and then never do that again because, uh, yeah, it was really strong. I mean, I thought it smelled good, but it's almost ruined the essential oil for me now because I just, I, it was overkill. So now I'm like, great. I went from loving it to like, I don't really want to put it on anywhere anymore because maybe I'll be over it in like a week. But Brett complaining about it just killed me, like killed me, which brings me to not skinny, but not fat. I've talked about her husband basically went skiing for the first time. I think it was for the first time. I told you I didn't watch hear the whole story because I don't like her front facing rants. Um, 
he fell. She posted the fall. It was like the smallest fall. It was not even while he was moving. It was pretty much while he was stationary. And he swears that he's cracked some ribs. So this week they finally go to the doctor. He's been complaining nonstop. And the doctor doesn't see anything. So he says it's not a big fracture. He says if it is a small fracture, we wouldn't be able to see it. So if you're in that much pain, it could be a small fracture. So now her husband's complaining because he's convinced that he has a small fracture. So she's been talking about this on her Instagram, which has prompted other people to write in and talk about things that their husbands have complained about that are just ridiculous. This one had me dead. Someone DM'd her and said, my husband literally got his appendix removed because he was convinced he had appendicitis. They opened him up and there was nothing wrong with him, but they took it out anyways because they were already in there. Oh my God. He probably just ate a dodgy kebab. Men, man. And then she said, I wish I was lying. He called me from the emergency room in serious pain. He had the doctors convinced. And because there's no test for appendicitis, they had no choice but to open him up. Found nada. Pain miraculously stopped after that, well after he'd recovered from his totally unnecessary surgery. I was like nine weeks pregnant with our first baby and had to sit at his bedside with the worst morning sickness in a freaking hospital full of sick people. I love this. T- I love to tell this story just to shame him, but he swears he felt like he was dying. I can't. Here's another message from someone. My husband had a headache and missed work for two days. Literally just watched TV and whined, but wouldn't take Tylenol. If this isn't Brett, I don't know what is. He complains that he is tired every second of every day, but he also complains that he has a headache all the time. And I'm like, have you taken something for it? And he's like, no, I don't know where the headache tablets are. In the medicine cabinet, where the rest of the medicine is, right in the front. You can't miss it. <laughs> just can't and then not skinny but not fat captioned that one and said they're such babies about meds too i'm like you're 200 pounds i think you could handle a full dose of advil oh my god it's so true and so freaking funny by the way i went to my dad's like 80 times last week he ordered a new couch him and my stepmom and they got it and it was way too big for their living room and they were moving it a million times and were just frustrated and so i went over there to help And then the next day I went back and then I was just there a lot this week. Uh, One of my listeners, thank you so much, sent me the four seasons of Sons of Anarchy. So I went and dropped that off to him. Like I was just there a lot. And one of the days I was like, oh, I'm sick of listening to music. I'm going to put on a podcast. So I listened to Not Skinny But Not Fat, gave it a shot because I've never listened to her before. Holy shit, it's bad. At least that's my opinion. Who else? Maybe I just caught a couple bad episodes. I tried to listen to a little bit of a few episodes And first of all, when she has guests on that aren't her sister, I feel like she doesn't listen to them. I feel like she's just waiting to talk and she does a lot of uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but I I just feel like she's not really listening and she's just waiting to interject. So sometimes her interjections don't match up with what her guest just said because she didn't fucking listen. Also, I feel like her voice is kind of annoying and I feel like the quality of the podcast itself is really bad. So not a fan like her Instagram story. Don't like her rants, which makes sense. If I don't like her rants, I probably wasn't going to like her podcast. Maybe it's because I haven't listened from the beginning. But yeah, I just think that it's kind of bad quality. I think that she doesn't get into the meat of what her podcast is going to be about quickly. And some people say that I get that that could be the same for me. I just I don't like it. I probably won't be listening again. But I do love her on Instagram when she's posting, you know, and when she's interacting, I guess, with her listeners or when she's posting about celebrity goss. That's what I really like. But yeah, will not be given her a shot again. Oh, I, I wanted to listen to the Violet Benson episode because Violet Benson talks about how she went out with Tyler C from Hannah Brown season and how he was fucking boring. I read an article about this. She said he was like the worst, no personality, which shocked me. So I wanted to listen to Not Skinny, Not Fat, the episode with Violet Violet Benson, which is, by the way, um, daddy issues on Instagram. I wanted to listen to that episode to hear about Tyler C, but I couldn't even get through the first 15 minutes. It was so bad. Violet Benson was talking to Not Skinny, But Not Fat. What's her name? Amanda? I'm just going to call her Amanda. So Violet was talking to Amanda about how people confuse her with daddy issues. And so she had recently done an interview, like a panel, and they were asking her all these sex questions. And she's like, while I am sex positive, I am not like I'm not call her daddy. And I think some people confuse me. And so she was talking about how she's not like she doesn't really talk about sex a lot on her podcast because she has a podcast as well. And then Amanda goes, OK, so what should we get into first? Should we talk about sex or like something like that? And I was like, bitch, are you not listening? Like, hello? 
Is this thing on? I just have to say really quick, while I was watching TV yesterday, I was letting some commercials roll to fall behind on The Bachelor so that I could later fast forward. And this commercial came on for Fexi. Has anyone ever heard of Fexi? It is a gel birth control on the bottom of the screen. It says it's like 86% effective. The fuck? How effective are most birth controls? I hope more than 86%. And it at the end, the disclaimer for this birth control was out of this world. I feel like the worst one out of any like medical disclaimer I've ever heard in my life. Let me pull it up and play it for you. Hold on. Don't use Fexi if you have problems with your urinary tract or a history of repeated UTIs. Common side effects are vaginal burning, itching, infection, discharge, UTIs, genital area discomfort, bacterial vaginosis, or pain while urinating. Fexi doesn't protect against STIs. Get past your compromises and get the fuck. Why the fuck do I? Uh, those are those sounds like some very irritating, uncomfortable side effects. No, thank you, Fexi. And how how does the gel work? Do you shoot it up there? <laughs> What's the deal? I don't understand. Gel birth control that is 86% effective. No, thank you. No, thank you. No. Put that up your vag and smoke it. No, thank you. I don't want that. Can we talk about men and home projects for a second? Because I had the worst weekend of my life. Let me just tell you. We needed new de- we need new decomposed granite on the side of our house. So we prematurely got decomposed granite, a dog run built on the side of our house like I don't know, two or three months ago now, knowing that we were going to need a new fence and the storm blew it down. So a fence company came out and put a new fence in right along where the dog run is. So obviously they have to dig when they do a fence. So basically the decomposed granite got buried under the dirt. So instead of like a dog run with decomposed granite, it's like super muddy. It's going to be a problem. So we realized that we need to get more decomposed granite. Brett was going to bury the mud and then try to dig up the decomposed granite. And then we needed to just top it off, you know. So we live right around a bunch of like grant, like rock. I don't know what you call it, like concrete, rock, gravel places. So I had it all mapped out. I pulled up one of them last Friday and I said to Brett and I remember this distinctly because he was upstairs in the office. It was after he was already off work, but he was on his phone, probably talking to his friends. And I was downstairs on this website and I said, hey, didn't you take measurements of the dog run? Do you remember what they were so I could put it into this online thing so I could figure out how much decomposed granite we we need? And Brett said, I forget. Hold on. I'll go outside and measure. And he never did. And that was the end of the conversation. But I said, I just said later, okay, so tomorrow morning we're going to go to Hasty's. We're going to pick up some decomposed granite and we'll bring it back. And then we'll also run to Home Depot because we need to get a motion sensor light for the backyard where the dog run is because it's super dark over there. So he said, yeah, sounds good. We're going to wake up really early and get this done because at 10 a.m. we had a call with the liaison between the breeder and the puppy parents. I guess whatever. Brett and I do everything together, which is good and bad because like Saturday morning. uh, Okay, I'm let me get let me get there. So Friday night, I have the worst night's sleep because my back is killing me. I've noticed that whenever I do Pilates, my back really hurts. I don't know what that is. Like, am I doing am I arching my back too much when I like do a burpee? Like, is my form not great? Because it clears up a couple days after I've gone. Like right now, I'm feeling okay. But Friday, Thursday, Friday, I had gone to Pilates and my back was killing me. So every time I turned in bed, I was waking up. So Saturday morning rolls around and I am Brett's on the phone downstairs and he wakes me up way before I needed to be up. And I hear him saying like I hear he's talking to his mom and I hear him say Megan's only going to get to sleep for 17 more minutes before I go wake her up. And I'm like, Brett, shut the fuck up. You're so loud. So I don't fall back asleep. Brett comes upstairs at 739 to get me up and I am annoyed. I'm like, why can't we go get this stuff after the call. I said, I've had the worst night's sleep ever. I could, I could really use another 30 minutes. And he's like, no, because I want to be doing it all day. I want to be putting the gravel down all day. I, you know, if we do it now, if we wait till we're done or if we wait till afterwards and half the day is gone. So I'm annoyed. And so I get up and I take a shower and we get in the car and Brett drops a bomb on me that we're going to go to Home Depot first because they have pre-packaged decomposed granite and we're going to get the light from there. So he asks three people at Home Depot if they have decomposed granite. It's 8 a.m. And they say no, that they don't have it there, that we would have to go to some sort of gravel place. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. And Brett was like, no, you never said that. And I was like, I did say that. So we get the light from there. And then I'm like, OK, so we just need to go to the place that we had originally planned that I told you about yesterday. He swears I never told him about this, which I did. So we get there 
and there's a little bit of a line and he's looking around and it's a lot. I called ahead and basically you get a bag from the office and you go fill it up. And so we're standing in line and Brett's like, it's going to fall all over the car. And I'm like, I'm sure they're going to have a way to seal it, Brett. And he's like, it's going to fall everywhere. And this is not what I wanted. And blah, blah, blah. we need a prepackaged bag. They're going to have it at Lowe's. And at this point, like we're getting work on crunch time because the dog call is going to happen. So we go to Lowe's. Guess what? They don't have it. So we're rushing to get back home and we're both frustrated. I'm frustrated because I'm tired and I'm just cranky. Brett's frustrated because I'm probably being not the nicest person ever. And he also is now realized that, <laughs> I mean, we just could have slept in because we didn't get the main thing that we went out for, which was the decomposed granite, which means we're going to have to get it after the call, like we had ori- like, I, like I had originally said. So we're both, Brett is like, I could scream right now. And I feel exactly like our energy is matching one another's. And I forget what I say, but it was, I said something mean. And Brett was like, I'm not getting on the puppy call. And I was like, fine. So we get home. I get up in the office where I am right now. I sit down. I open my computer. I get out my notepad. And Brett comes storming in. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing the call. And he's like, without me? And I'm like, you said you didn't want to do it. Like, don't. Today's not the day to call my bluff because I will do it by myself. And he's like, come downstairs. So we get on the call. Luckily, it wasn't just us and this woman. It was us, this woman, and then other people that were picking up their dogs either last weekend or this weekend with us. The reason that I say that it's great that there was other people on the call is because Brett and I are visibly irritated. We're visibly like angry with each other. Our body language is all over the place. He's sitting on the couch with his arms crossed. It is just, it's bad. The phone is on mute and I pet Chuck at one point and Brett was like, you look ignorant. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like we are like straight up arguing with the Zoom call on mute. And so we get through the call. I take notes. It's over. I don't even say bye to this woman. And I felt so bad afterwards. Didn't even say bye to this woman. I just hung up the Zoom call. I ended up texting her later and saying, thank you so much for taking the time out to give us all that information because she gave us so much information. What to expect, tips for training, tips for potty training, tips for the first night. So many things that like this breeder specifically recommends that I've read total opposite in the book. Like for instance, on pickup, I read to put it in a crate and to, you know, bring it home next to you in the car. Someone sit in the back seat. They said, bring a blanket and just hold it in your lap, which I would much prefer because I feel bad putting in a, in a crate firsthand. I feel like that would make a bad association with the crate. Like the first thing, the first time that they're getting in a crate is in a car and they're being taken away from their family. They're not going to want to get in the crate that night. We learned a lot about food and feeding and the type of food that the breeder is feeding it and what the breeder has been teaching it so far and its experiences. And we just, I just learned a lot. It was a very great call. So I texted her later and I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. You know, I've just felt so bad. And normally I probably would have bonded because this woman was like, you know, if you have any questions in the first couple weeks or during your puppy's life, feel free to reach out. But I just felt like I didn't connect with her on the call because Brett and I were just in such a bad mood. So we get off the call and I forget what I do. I have to go run it. Oh, I think I go get adjusted at the chiropractor. And Brett's like, while you go do that, I'm going to put the light up and then we'll figure out the decomposed granite situation (laughs) two days later. So Brett goes to put up the light in the backyard and basically gets into it. First of all, almost electrocutes himself. A rubber handle on a screwdriver saved him. But This house in the backyard specifically, it's wired all janky. And there's this thing that's in the backyard. We've always wondered what it was. There's basically that's where our electricals ran. And it's connected to the pool, which is a higher voltage. There was water. I don't I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not an electrician, obviously. But it was basically a nightmare. So Brett's out there from when we get off the call, which is like noon to legit 8 p.m cannot get the light working. He thought the light blew. I had to go back to Home Depot multiple times to get different pieces to get a new light. We were just back and forth. And our bad moods faded. Like Brett was now not frustrated with me. He was frustrated with the light. And I just felt bad. It's so awkward. If there's any women listening right now and your man is handy and he does stuff around the house, there is nothing more uncomfortable than being at home with a man that can't figure out how to finish an at-home project. They are frustrated. They are pissed off. It is, you know, taking a stab at their masculinity. Luckily, Brett tells me to go to Ikea to look for a shelf to cover up the wires of the Peloton because that's really the only exposed wire that we have around. And Lord help me if that dog chews through the Peloton wire. So he tells me just to go shopping for a little like cubby or desk, which I don't find, by the way, because it's a very specific like height because there's a big, a really long windowsill there. 
So I go to Ikea, don't find anything. I go to Big Lots, I come home. He's still working on the light. I'm just trying to stay out of his way. I'm inside calling my dad, like saying, can you come over and help? Like Brett needs a multimeter. And my dad's like, well, it's gonna be dark soon. Why don't I just come over first thing tomorrow morning? Well, nighttime rolls around. And I'm like, you can't stay out here anymore. He, he's using his phone as a flashlight. We don't have a good ladder. It's just, it's a nightmare. So I'm like, Brett, I'm gonna go pick us up dinner. What do you want? And he's like, let's get Cosba. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put in the order now. I'll go pick it up. I'll call you when I'm 15 minutes out from home. You go upstairs, take a shower. We'll chill for the rest of the night. You need to drop it. So I place an order with Cosba. Okay, you guys, walk with me here. Place an order. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's a panoramic. When I go downtown to pick this up, there's not going to be anyone there. Like, I'm just going to go how I am. I am wearing hot pink sweatpants with no underwear, Nike slides, no socks, a sweatshirt, Christmas sweatshirt, no bra. My hair is super ratty on the top of my head, naturally curly, haven't washed it in days, looking a hot mess, been working out, sweaty, disgusting. It's nasty. I pull up to Cosba. I have to park a block away. There's so many people. All outdoor dining, obviously. I forgot about outdoor dining. Downtown actually is popping when I'm driving around. Like there's hella people out outside at all these different locations. The pink flamingo, what's it called? Pink flamingo house. Yeah, flamingo house, beer garden, popping everywhere. I walk up And I go up and I ring the bell and I'm like, I'm here to pick up an order from Megan. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's not ready yet. But here you could pay and then just go stand out on the curb and wait. So I go to stand out on the curb, which is like right where people are sitting. And all these people are walking up to either go to Top of the World or to go to Cosba, like dressed super nice. Obviously, if people are out, they're like, I haven't gotten ready. Like, got they're super ready. Girls in like dresses and boots looking so cute. There's some people on dates. Like everyone is so put together. And because I'm there's not a lot of space for me to stand between the front and the tables and the curb. I have to talk to everyone that pulls up. They're like, oh, are you in line? And I, no, obviously not. Obviously, I'm not in line. Look at me. And so I'm feeling disgusting and I have to talk to essentially everyone that walks by. And then, of course, my food wasn't ready for like 15 minutes. So I'm feeling so awkward and so uncomfortable just trying to look at my phone. I I mean, some people probably thought I was legit homeless. It was it's it was bad. I was so mortified. Pick up the food. Go home. Brett still hasn't fixed the light, but he has taken a shower. He's taken a breather for the night. We eat the food, the most bomb food. If you if you don't go to Cosba on the regular, you need to put it into your rotation because it is phenom. I had never had the Cosba burger before. It is legit so good. Their french fries, hummus, pita bread, oh, their wings, their their falafel plate. I can't. Eat dinner, watch some Love Island because we're still on season three of Love Island. We've been blowing through it though. Can I add that it's so weird that bad words or insults in England, like calling someone a bell end is like really offensive and calling someone a melt. M-E-L-T, like I melt. Calling someone a melt is like bad in, in, in English terms. Isn't that so weird? So we watch Love Island. We go upstairs. We get in bed. I'm so tired. Brett's so tired. I fall asleep immediately. And then I wake up like a couple hours later, the TV's blaring. Brett falls, fell asleep with the TV on. So I turn it off, go back to bed. And I just want to sleep in on Sunday morning. Like I'm not talking anything crazy. Not till noon. Like just give me till 9. 9 a.m. That's all I ask for. Brett wakes me up when the sun's not even out yet. Like it's not even peeking through. Don't even know what time it is. My guess sometime in the six o'clock hour. And he shakes me and he goes, tell your dad no, he doesn't need to come. I, I realize what I realize what the problem is. I'm going to go to Home Depot right now. And I'm so mad that he woke me up to tell me that he's figured out the issue. Like, I don't, I don't need to know. Let me sleep. And so I go, my dad's coming over. Stop waking me up to tell me frivolous ass shit that I don't care about. Like, that's literally what I said. Brett goes to Home Depot. I fall back asleep and I wake up to the sound of my dad pulling into the driveway because he has this crazy exhaust on his Corvette. And so I wake up and I go downstairs. My dad's here. And like three hours later, they finally figure it out. Like they are in and out of the house, just all over the place. They're yelling at each other from across the yard because my dad can't hear Brett and understand him half the time. And they're just on opposite sides. The power's turning on and off. Finally, they figure it out. Brett has me stressed out now about the wiring and I need to find an electrician. Some people already sent me some recommendations. I'm going to start calling around either this week or next week. We just need to like figure out what's going on. Anyways, my dad leaves. All is good in the world again. You could see, feel Brett, the sigh of relief in Brett. I found some decomposed granite on Amazon, just 40 pounds. Ordered that, easy. That night we go over to my dad and stepmom's for dinner. My dad, my dad and Brett are so sore. My dad said, okay, so back in 2019 is when my dad initially um, 
broke his jaw, which led to him getting his the his jaw removed on the right side. Broke his jaw while biting into a muffin. But I mean, there was underlying issues, which is, you know, which is what caused it. But he bit into like a bread, a dinner roll. And that's what broke it. And so then he was saying when I went over there on Sunday, he's like, yeah, I feel like I broke a rib when I hugged Aiden, which is my nephew. And the dinner roll that he bit into was at Aiden's birthday in 2019. Anyways, I'm like, he's bad luck. Stop touching him. So you keep breaking things. I'm like, when did this happen? He's like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, so today while you were working outside, you feel like you have a broken rib. He's like, I mean, there's really no way to know. I just, you know, it'll heal on its own. I'm like, there is always something. And so they're both just so sore, complaining every time that they move. Brett cannot hardly bend his legs because he has bad knees and legs. I'm like, I felt just felt so bad for them because that light, this one motion light, Gave my dad hell for a day, but gave Brett hell for a solid two days. And had we known this is what the weekend was going to look like going into it that Saturday morning, it could have saved a lot of grief because we were just bickering like crazy over decomposed granite. And we were never even going to get to that project. Well, Brett did dig up all the mud and he got it all flattened out so that when the decomposed granite shows up this week, we can just lay it down. So he did kind of get to it. But it just we had this big argument on Saturday that started the weekend off terrible and it didn't even lead to anything. So this weekend was such a waste. It was the worst weekend ever. I only have nine minutes left and I have to talk about the batch and the Instagram that you should be following this week. Okay. My friend Kaylin told me about this, this Instagram account and I immediately started following and before I even started creeping super hard, I was like, can you please send me more information about your business? Because it looks amazing and I want to feature you this week on my podcast. So Danny is the girl who started out Bar Bliss. It's basically like cocktails for your party, whether that be small or large, whether that be something that she drops off to you or you pick up for your little bachelor Monday or whether it's an event that she's, you know, catering, but with cocktails, catering with cocktails. Oh, that's cute. So She's been in the hospitality industry for 10 plus years. And after 2020, being laid off several times, you know, she had to go back to the drawing board. And that's basically where Bar Bliss was born. In this little about me, she said she was hooked on private cocktail catering ever since Bar Bliss was born. Did I just say cocktail catering? What was the thing that I just said that I thought was so clever? Maybe I was influenced from reading about her business. Oh, God, I'm losing it. So she offers a couple main services. She offers pre-batch craft cocktails. And let me just tell you, you go to restaurants these days and you can pick up craft cocktails to go and they're just like in a jar and or like sometimes in styrofoam and they are fucking ugly. Danny at Bar Bliss creates the most beautiful cocktails you have ever seen. They have like flower garnishes in them. They are beautiful. Not only taste good, but aesthetically pleasing. And what's really cool is if you have some sort of event that she's going to come out and cater, she'll get with you on what type of celebration it is, what you're looking for, and come up with a cocktail theme for your party. I'm like, oh my God, when I have a reason to celebrate something, I totally want to have like a little, a little sipping sipping people call it a sipping shop I have nothing for you to shop I don't know a sipping visit well we'll have to think of a name we'll have to brainstorm on that but I want to make like a, a chuck themed craft cocktail how fun would that be like something black is that possible Danny if you're listening could we make like a black cocktail look cool or maybe a black garnish I don't know something black cat themed, but she makes the most beautiful craft cocktails. Um, she does pre-batches and they're made with local ingredients, house-made simple syrups. So amazing. Come in two different drink sizes, standard, which serves 16 to 18 drinks, and then bliss size, which serves 36 to 39 drinks. And all batches include drink dispenser, plastic cups, ice, garnish, um, and her signature edible flower that floats on top. I'm telling you guys, these drinks are gorge. She also does private bartending for events big or small. It's perfect for special occasions like weddings, engagement parties, fundraisers. You can check out more on her website, which is barblissevents.com. It has more about like pricing and what she offers. But first, you just have to go look at her Instagram. Look at these drinks. You are going to die. It's going to instantly make you want to have a drink. I don't care when you're listening to this. It. I put this podcast out at like 3 a.m. on Wednesdays for people that live in the East Coast that listen. I mean, you guys, it's going to make you want a cocktail at like 3 a.m. I'm not even kidding. So the Instagram account is barbliss underscore mobile bar. It is just 
so creative. I've never seen anything like it. Like, obviously, I've seen events where they hire a bartender and they put a black cloth on a table and you come, they showcase the Jaeger bottle right next to the absolute coconut cream flavor and they'll whip you up a vodka soda on the double with a nasty straw. This is your bar game elevated. It is nothing like that. Like it is so elegant looking. It is so beautiful. I can't wait to have an event so that I can bring her out because it's just such a good idea. I feel like food trucks are such a thing these days. Like she is really tapped into a market that I feel like, especially once the the panoramic is over, is going to thrive. It's amazing. So shout out to Danny. Go look at her Instagram, follow her, keep her in mind for your next event, whether you're just picking up a pre-batch or whether you're having her come out to your event. Um, yeah, 1010 recommend. Wait till you see these cocktails. Told you so about Kim and Kanye. I can't believe that I put out the podcast and then a couple days later or like a day later, they announced that they were getting divorced or that she filed for divorce. My question is, and I've posed this question before, what's going to happen to the W on the KKW? Kim Kardashian West beauty. I'm so curious how that's going to all work out. But I also feel really, really, really sad for Kanye. I go through the motions with him. Sometimes I'm like, dude is wild. And sometimes I'm like, man, I really feel for him. We haven't really seen anything from him in a while. I feel like that means that maybe he's on the correct medication and he's just like taking each day as it comes because you can kind of tell when he's manic. And I mean, we haven't seen that from him lately. She's also not, I, I guess they really had everything in place as regards to like the kids and money for this divorce. And she's filed for joint custody joint physical custody. I guess they have the money situation already ironed out. And it makes me happy that it's not going to be this messy divorce, which I never saw from her anyways, unless she thought Kanye to be a threat, which obviously he's proved time and time again that he's a great dad. So I'm curious to see how this all plans out and what Kim does going forward. People already seen that Kim's single side is shining through, like everything in her house isn't so white and sterile. She recently got some purple flowers delivered, which normally you don't see a lot of color in her world. Her house is scary. So Kanye's always had, I feel like, his hand in her style and her aesthetic. And I feel like she's kind of going back to the old Kim. And I actually love to see it. I'm excited to see how how she thrives as a single woman because she's just evolved and matured and changed. I mean, she has kids now. So we're going to see a different side of single Kim Kardashian. Matt James released a statement. Ugh. It it came yesterday and I will post it to my Instagram so that you can read it. I'm not going to read it to you. He really touches over Rachel Kirkconnell very briefly, which makes me even more feel like he picks her to win. And then he kind of really goes in on on Chris Harrison. The way that he was so brief about the Rachel situation, Rachel Kirkconnell, not Rachel Lindsay, just makes me feel like she's going to be the winner. And I also just get those vibes from him, like vibes times 10. So let's talk a little bit about last night's episode. I knew that Serena P was going to self-eliminate. It was just so obvious. She was not into him. Her family, it explains a lot as to why she is the way she is. Her family, there's a lot of strong personalities in that family, like big time. Really made me have like a better understanding for her, but I saw that coming from a mile away. I really like her. I like her vibe. I like how friendly and outgoing and just like bubbly she is, but I don't see them as a match. So I think that was a good call on her part. The skydiving with Rachel was wild. Like how come we never talked about, I mean, she had to be concussed, right? She hit the ground so freaking hard. You can tell she was out of it afterwards like what in the world and it was like not a big deal she fell and Matt ran over to her and they had a little talk about it and that was it like if that were on any other show they would have had like if that were on the challenge we'd have paramedics there she'd be carried out on a stretcher but it was just like oh yeah it was a little tumble bitch that was you hit the ground hard from the sky. I also said that I felt like we would get a good vibe from Rachel's parents if her family actually was racist. And I didn't pick up on that. I mean, don't you feel like they would have capitalized on that or really focused on that if there were any vibes about her family not feeling the guy that she was dating? I feel like her feelings are very genuine. I feel like, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I feel like he's going to pick her, but she's not my first pick. She's not even my second pick. To be honest with you, Michelle and Matt are essentially the same people. They almost look like they could be brother and sister, but they are just the same 
same vibe. Like they're into the same things. They have the same type of personality. She's got the height. She's got the love for kids. Michelle is my number one pick and her mom looks like she gives the best hugs ever. And then also Brie. Shocked that Brie has a little sister that was just born. Her mom does look really young. I mean, what skin products is she using? Because someone posted a picture of her when she, when Brie was a baby and then a recent picture with her, with Brie's mom and her new sister. And they essentially look the same. Like her mom has not aged a bit. I also really liked his date with Brie. I, I I was reading tweets and I also feel like there has not been a lot of character development with these four girls because we were so focused on the drama this season. So while I love Brie, I can't tell you why I love her besides I get a good vibe from her. So I go Michelle, Brie, Rachel, and then Serena who went home. But before she went home, that's the order. I can't wait for the women tell all. I was I was shocked to see Chris Harrison's face on the preview. And then I realized he didn't say he wasn't going to be doing the women tell all because that was already recorded. But he's not going to be doing after the final rose. I can't wait for the women tell all. And then the next week will be the finale. I can't wait for that. Oh, update on Anthony, my guy friend. <laughs> He talked to the producers and first of all, I showed him the girl that it was that it's going to be when Katie is so not his type. But I I was talking to him and he had a he had a talk with the producers. He's had like multiple video calls. And I guess the next one, if he moves through after that, he's not going to be able to talk to me about it anymore. But he was like, I don't know. I didn't know that I had to get up my give up my cell phone. And he is in like real estate. I think like he's a broker. I, I believe. I don't know. That's really sad that I don't know. He has to give up his phone, which he was can't do. And he was like, I didn't know that I had to get up my phone. And what am I going to do with my dog? Like he was very apprehensive after the first interview. I think they've kind of kind of reeled him in a bit. But I honestly don't know. I don't know. He has casting directors reaching out for him every which way for so many different shows. And I'm like, don't pick just some random show. If you're going to do a show, you are doing the damn Bachelor. So I think he has another call this week. And if that one goes well, he is going to have to cut me off. He was like, I was like, no, you're not going to have to cut me off. I won't talk about it on my podcast, but you're still going to tell me because I am essentially your manager. And he was like, you're not my manager until you get me on a billboard. And I'm like, bitch, slow your roll. You are not the lead. You are just a contestant. You ain't getting no billboards unless you can pull this shit off till the end. And then you end up being the Bachelor, which I don't see that happening because he has no chill. Okay, I got to go blow dry my hair and get ready for my tattoo appointment. Can't wait to edit this because I feel like I was um, on a roll. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Oh, merch store. If you want to order merch, I think there's a sale right now on Tee Public, like 30% off. Um, I was I did get some more feedback on the merch. People do like it. So thumbs up. If you want stickers, pillowcases, tote bags with mine or Chuck's face on it, you choose your choice. Um, the link is not my bio anymore because I felt like I was doing myself a disservice by not having my podcast link in my bio. What are those link tree things where people have multiple? I need to look into that link tree so I can link my website, my podcast, my merch store. Hit me up if you want the if you want the link to the merch store until I figure out how I'm going to work this into a, a visible location. Send me your location. Yeah, I'm really going to end on a singing note. Okay, bye. Everything that could go wrong lately is going wrong. So I get done recording this. I told you I was in a rush. I was going to go blow dry my hair because since my eyelashes are fried, I felt like I needed to make myself look somewhat presentable before my tattoo. And she never confirms our appointment. We just, you know, we got it down. Just like my eyelashes, my wax, I put everything in my phone. Like I don't, a confirmation is nice, but I don't need it because I'm always going to be there. You know, I'm a be there type of bitch. So I blow dry my hair. I get it straight. I'm rushing around. I vacuum all the hair off the counter. I wipe down the counters. I change. I didn't get to eat anything because I was in a rush. And so I rush out the door at like 1140 and it takes really like 30 minutes to get there. So I was rushing. I get onto Folsom Boulevard to go to my tattoo appointment and I'm catching every light. So I'm stopped at a light and I basically just text her. I'm like, hey, I'm running late. I'm catching every light, but I'm almost there. And something in my bones told me that something was about to be wrong. So all of a sudden she starts calling me and I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking knew it. So she calls me and she's like, I don't have you guys down for today. It was supposed to be me. And then Brett later, she's like, I have you down for March 23rd. Now, I vividly remember it being February 23rd because I put it in my calendar right there. I also remember it because I knew it was before we were getting the dog and I thought, perfect, this will be my last appointment. It's before we get the dog, so I won't have to worry about like leaving Brett home alone with the dog or anything. I, I, I know that it was February 23rd. And also, Brett's last appointment, she said, on your next appointment, I'll do your elbow before I do your full day, which would be his last appointment on March 7th. So she's like, I have you down for March 23rd. And I'm like, 
so irritated more so because I didn't work out this morning. I straightened my hair for this for this appointment. I drove all the way to Folsom. I was looking forward to it. And now I don't know what I'm going to do with my day. I felt like getting out of the house would be good for me because I'm agitated. And now I'm just even more irritated. So now I'm back at home with straight hair, burned off eyelashes and nothing to goddamn do. And I'm in a bad mood. She did schedule me for next Thursday, but that's right after we get the dog, which means I'm going to leave Brett home alone for God knows how many hours with this puppy. And that makes me very nervous on so many levels. So, um, yeah, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. And that's just the way life is lately. I don't know what the deal is. And I have this perfectly. I guess I better go to Target today. I don't know. Edit this podcast real fucking snazzy. I'm so annoyed. Now I'm back. Tiger Woods has been in a car crash where they had to use the jaws of life to get him out. Apparently he's in critical condition. I've not really read the articles yet because I just came home, looked at my straight hair in the mirror, and sat down to record this little add-on to my podcast. I also didn't talk about everything that I wanted to talk about because I was in a hurry, even though this episode is an hour long. (laughs) Oh, you guys. Oh, it's so disappointing. You know, when you're just looking forward to something, I'm like, oh, my arm's finally going to be gone, finally going to be done. And I have to go in next week, which isn't, you know, the end of the world, but it just pushes everything back. Okay, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. You know, there's one other thing that's been happening lately, and it's actually been going good. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because I don't want to jinx it. But I swear to God, if life tampers with it. Uh, <laughs> I thought Mercury Mercury wasn't in retrograde anymore. Not that I believe in that shit. But doesn't that like mess with electronics, electronics, calendar on my phone, electronics, oven that burned off my eyelashes? Does that count? Does that fall into the same category? Man, fuck all that. <laughs> okay. Talk to you next week. We ended this on a real high note, high energy, low morale. I feel like we're ending it on a low energy, low morale tone. Okay, everyone have a better week than me. Bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at Podcast.